Loans are a crucial part of any financial system. However, you need a specific credit rating to acquire them. As far as India is concerned, you need a Chigil score of 700 or more to get your loan sanctioned without any hassle. Similarly, in the USA, you need the FICO rating of more than 640 to acquire a loan. So what was the problem here? The problem started with the action of subprime loans. The US banks came up with an idea of lending housing loans to those individuals whose ratings were below the benchmark rating of 640. However, to compensate for the risk taken, they charged a higher rate of interest. These loans were then bundled with good ones and were issued as mortgage-backed securities MBS. To be precise, it's like mixing good vegetables with the rotten ones. The rating agencies like Moody's rated them with a AAA, which ultimately made them an attractive investment for investors who assumed it to be free from the risk of default. Further, the housing sector was at its peak during early 2005, making investors move huge amounts of money into these derivatives. This included a large number of banks, private lending institutions and other worldwide financial institutions investing in them. Hedge funds institutions, mutual fund companies and various other pension fund institutions also invested in these swaps, and the ownership of houses rose to more than 69%. However, no one could predict that great destruction was in process. What was the cause of the 2008 financial crisis? As banks could pass on the risk to the investors, they were happily sanctioning loans to people without proper documentation and adequate ratings. No one worried about the consequences. Well, all seemed like rainbows and unicorns for a while, soon reality demanded its way back. The prices of the housing sector saw a fall at the beginning of 2005, and the banks witnessed a lot of their borrowers defaulting the repayment. Would you give poison to an already dying person? But what the banks did was something like that. Rather than coming up with some reliable solution, they decided to increase the interest rates further. They thought that they could offset the losses by charging higher rates on the ones that make regular payments or at least make a conscious effort to pay. The rates were increased from 2.25% to 5.25%. Burdened by massive interest rates, the defaults only increased. While the banks promised safety and security with a higher return, their action did not project the same. And by the end of 2007, the American economy officially entered the recession. The domino effect the books of the banks showed huge lending and falling repayment. Following which the banks witnessed a severe liquidity crunch and a lot of them filed for bankruptcy. As the fear grew up, the banks stopped lending to one another, thus affecting the interbank money market. They all searched for funds outside, and the Northern Bank of London came to their rescue. But it did not last long as the bank was nationalized by the British government, chopping off the help offered. This caused the collapse of some of the major financial institutions of Wall Street. The Swiss bank UBS was one of the first to declare bankruptcy and showed a loss of more than $3 billion. The lack of liquidity and huge losses pushed Bear Stearns, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to the edge of the cliff. However, the government of America was swift and rescued them from the brink of death. Following this, the Lehman Brothers declared bankruptcy leaving the stock markets to fall drastically. For investors who believe that the US government would rescue them, it was nothing more than a false belief. The crisis kick-started with investors selling their stakes in huge amounts. And by the end of 2008, the entire financial system of America was in utter chaos. Cost of the 2008 financial crisis The financial crisis 2008, as expected, affected after everything.